Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Chris Denman, and we are live for virtual happy hour. We come to you every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central. Yes, that's right. We've also got a YouTube channel that streams on. If you're watching on Facebook and you want a better viewing experience, maybe you've got a smart TV, you want to see my face more in your face, uh, be sure to go to youtube.com slash media outlaws TV. Big thanks to all of our wonderful sponsors and the people that make this happen. And you know what? I'm especially thankful for our friends at Barkeep, Matt and Pat joining as they do each and every week. They're a big part of the show. The uh, ladies and gents enjoy Pat's antics and wild drinks. And uh, the rest of us enjoy Matt's subtle tones. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'll take okay. There he is. How about Pat? I'm <laughs> Pat, good, what, buddy. I'm good. Uh, that's, <laughs> we've got fun and entrepreneurship to discuss today. Guys, I've got uh, some really cool guests lined up. Uh, St. Louis musician who's got an album coming out. His name's John Henry. Also raising money for mental health awareness. Love him. And I've had a good relationship with John for over like a decade and a half. I knew him in Columbia, Missouri. So very happy to have John on. And then... Kenny DeForest, he's a Missouri guy too, but he's been in Brooklyn and now Los Angeles. He's a, a big-time stand-up comic, so excited to have him jump on as well. Uh, Matt, why the okay? Do we need to get into uh, – were you were you upset the St. Louis Magazine uh, feature didn't have your photo in it? What's going on? No, definitely not. That, what, that was a, a great article, great drawing. Um, yeah, they nailed the drawing of Pat's cocktail too. I thought that was great. It was so yeah. good. I thought you were going to shorten that word. You're next to Michael Jordan. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a screen with myself, Phil Hartman, Michael Jordan, and uh, Dolly Parton, and it's where I've always assumed I, I belong. So I'll take that. All the greats. Uh, and what I'm talking about, shout out to Amanda Woitis and, uh, and the good folks at STL Magazine. Uh, we've been really lucky. A lot of, uh, I'd say, every... Not every, but nearly every big publication in St. Louis has been uh, showing us love, keeping people informed, and we're just here to try and entertain you. Every Thursday, we got cocktails at Barkeep, great guests, great music, so huge shout-out. I got a lot of compliments on that, and uh, the cartoon has uh, immortalized me next to uh, Michael Jordan on a screen in a cool cartoon, so that's awesome. Uh, for everybody tuning in, be sure you're commenting. Hit share. That helps us. Uh, we love that. And uh, we, need to, uh, we need to let more people know about this. So let us know how you're feeling, what you're drinking in the comments. Renee's already said cheers, so we're starting off very well. But let's say hi real quick. He'll be showing us the comments to our uh, friend and the voice of God. It's producer Matt. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're going to get Kenny lined up. I told him yeah. uh, 5.20 his time. Oh, he's in L.A. I thought he was in New York. So Kenny's a good man for... Uh, <laughs> putting up with me would you say that's a, a poor move on my part matt uh yeah that's uh but par for the course you know yep. you know typical denman that's how it works uh <laughs> we're actually troubleshooting right now and talking to kenny as we speak he's a funny guy i'm excited to have him we'll talk some basketball we'll talk some uh, growing up in missouri uh whenever he jumps on uh matt what's new in your world i saw the silver lining cocktails are doing great people are supporting it uh what's happening man yeah we've uh incredible um you know, response to the silver lining. We've raised 500 bucks for Coca last week. We are well on our way to doing that for Tower Grove Pride this week. Um, you know, one of the things that people are talking about are problems within the supply chain uh, because of what we're experiencing. Sure. Um, uh, 
my company, um, we experienced that firsthand this week. Never thought I'd be saying I'd have a supply chain issue. Um, yeah, we had ordered our cans from the company we've been using. They've been doing two-day shipping. Hadn't been a problem. They're like, hey, we're not going to get these to you until Saturday. And then we scrambled around this week and had some very friendly local brewers hook us up with cans. So we were all set to go get it all knocked out today. And then um, they, they, they were the wrong size. So we had to call everybody who ordered, who was expecting delivery tomorrow and offer them refunds. And then also, you know, tell them if they didn't want to refund, well, I'll get them to them on Monday. So everybody was great. So that's, you know, that's, that's a good thing. And I just strive for perfection, right? Pat can attest to that. Pat's next Un to me. We do, statement. You know, before and, you know, like Pat, Pat knows how I am. I, I want, I want things to go, to go well and to take care of people. And people are looking forward to cocktails on Friday, not Monday. I feel super bad. Don't feel bad. That's what happens. I'm sure we can uh, discuss that and uh, make fun of you throughout the entire show. So you, uh, I think, Pat, how many, like, how many roasts in would Matt just disconnect the computer? I'd say over under set at three. Oh, I'd put it closer to seven. I think he, I think oh. he'd hold in for close to seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, roast yeah, just kick it off. I stole his keys. So. I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tune in whenever we had Alonzo Bowden and uh, Mia on for uh, our roast show? I, I, I'm not. No, I'm I didn't not. get a chance to. Thanks, I had to guys. work, actually. Appreciate point. it. Yeah, awesome. On, uh, <laughs> <Saturday later. laughs> uh, again, you can get those cocktails. Uh, Bar keeps working hard to shift their business model, so thanks to uh, to supporting them, and, uh, and you guys have done such a good job with that. So it happens, man. That's what we do. I think, personally, that we should – we should load up in producer Matt's truck and drive to all the uh, orders homes and offer to uh, pour it just directly into their mouth like we're in Puerto Vallarta and it's 2002. Uh, I'm in does on that, that mean we got to play Sammy Hagar the whole time? <laughs> well, it's St. Louis. It's probably already. So planned. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh. My truck has a tape deck. <laughs> oh, I think we're good to go. Yeah. Um, real quick. Let's check in on some comments. We've got this fancy feature. I don't know if you guys remember this from last time before we go to our first cocktail demonstration, but uh, Matt, you can show us what the people are saying. Renee says, cheers. Shane, hey, everyone, listening while I play some Nintendo 64 and drink a surge. Shane Presley, Rock Paper Podcast. Love him. Renee's got the cocktails going. Brittany's, uh <laughs> says Team Shane. And Ron Finger's in on the hell yeah. So we'll be checking in throughout. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube as well, everybody. And uh, again, don't be uh, afraid to hit share on that Facebook uh, platform. Uh, real I quick. Bet, hmm? I, bet Matt, uh, I bet Pat can make a mean cocktail surge. Oh, my gosh. Imagine yeah, I the. Guess I gotta do. I guess I gotta do a surge cocktail now. Imagine the professional wrestling character that would accompany said drink in Pat's video, too. Ooh. You be like overly mellow, like almost Undertaker grim, just like, and this is the surge. You know? <laughs> yes. The exact opposite <laughs> of what the word means. Yeah. Um, real quick, I don't know whose video we're going with first. Uh, Producer Matt, what do we have queued up? 
I can have whichever one you so desire. Let's pick on the fly, baby. We don't fly need it. We don't need uh, pre-production meetings. Matt Longerville, uh, barkeep proprietor. What are we going with? Pat, always. <laughs> it, you want? It's like Larusa. He wants damage to start off the game. This is kind of our two-hole damage yeah. in the two-hole. Uh, Pat, tell us about the cocktail. Prep us. And uh, do you need to warn us? Are there any parental advisory uh, warnings? No, no, no parental advisory today. Uh, I'm kind of alternating weeks of lunacy and sanity. So we're just doing a very uh, straightforward vodka cocktail today. Um, okay. I got kind of my new, my new dig set up. So I just, you know, I'm making sure that everything is working properly before I start trying to ruin it all with uh, characters and extra set pieces. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. I may be requesting you to go back to in character. Uh, drinking. Uh, hit it, Matt. Hey guys, Pat with STL Barkeep here today. Uh, I got my fancy new bar set up here. So no, no craziness today. No, no wrestling mask. No sock puppets. No nothing going on crazy on that end. Um, but got a real tasty drink for you today. We're using the 1220 spirits, chamomile and ginger vodka. We're using the pomegranate liqueur I got over here. We got a little simple syrup and some limes. We're just doing basic gimlet today. So it's like the sour formula of cocktails. So let's go ahead and get started. So first thing I'm gonna put in here, we're gonna do about an ounce and a half of lime juice. Squeezy, squeezy, squeezy. All right. Alright, so we're going to throw that right in. Then we're going to use two ounces of our vodka. We're going to use a half ounce of the pomegranate. If you've got pomegranate juice at home, that would actually work pretty well. Uh, but I would probably use maybe more close to an ounce of the pomegranate like juice, as opposed to just the pomegranate liqueur, which is a little stronger in flavor. Uh, we're gonna do a half ounce of the simple syrup. And we're gonna set that there. Got all our things. Let's go ahead and throw a couple ice cubes in. Slap together, shake it, shake. Nice and cold. So I've got my lovely little coop here. You don't have to have a fancy glass. I brought out like the other one. I could have just thrown this on the rocks if I wanted to as well. We'll go ahead and do this little number. So from there, I'm just going to cut just a little bit of rind off of one of my limes. Squeeze that over the top, just to give it a little bit of the oil on. And cheers, guys. We got a chamomile, ginger, pomegranate, gimlet. Loving it. Hope you will too. Have a great day. And remember, be safe. Don't mess around. Social distance. All the fun things. And uh, come see us again. See you guys. Have a great day. 
a lovely drink from the great Pat Joya. Wow. Do you yeah. feel do you feel proud about that? That hat's nice too, by the way. Oh yeah, no, I, I like this hat a lot. This is a little Series Six number I picked up at one of the markets. Um, no, I I I, I like the drink. Um, it was one of those where it's like you know, stay simple, stupid, and get something good today. Uh, you know, you you can't you can't cover up your you know your your crud drink with your character any day. So you got to on point today. <laughs> okay, let us know in the comments if you preferred last week's uh, cocktail video with Pat as a professional wrestling character, or today as just a hunky guy with a beard. I'm I'm a fan of both personally. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, okay, are you keeping your shirt on for today's show? I don't know. It depends on if everybody else takes their shirt off again. It's a depends. nice enough day. I mean, we can get in there. Well, we'll see uh, how the tone gets set with our uh, our featured guest. He's uh, he's a saint for dealing with me uh, pre-show. His name's Kenny DeForest. He's a stand-up comedian based in Los Angeles now, which I was mistaken. Originally from Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Matt, Pat, we're going to jump on and uh, talk to Kenny. You guys uh, sit back and enjoy. Kenny, what's up, my friend? How are you? you? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm better now. I feel bad. I, uh, I gave you uh, a New York time, and because you are okay. a, a great individual, you've jumped on last minute to uh, appease your fans in Springfield, Missouri. Well, I don't know if you can believe this, but I didn't have anything else to be doing. So I knew you, I, uh, it's truly, you could have you could have told me any time from now until mid-July, and I would have been like, yeah, man, I can do it. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Mid July is almost. I'm all. I'm super worried that that's even uh, being too positive. What do you think? I'm probably being optimistic. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Because here's what's going to happen: is they're going to be like, "Hey, we're going to slightly ease the uh, quarantine guidelines," and then uh, half the country is going to be like, "What if we just all coughed in each other's eyeballs for the next month to celebrate our freedom?" Because that's what this country was built on. Is that good? Is that so? Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, everybody, let's all have a big uh, bat party where we eat bats and then cough into each other's nose and eyes. And then they're going to be like, yeah, Obama can't tell me not to eat a bat. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to build a snowflake is to cough on him. Well said from the Springfield, Missouri native. Uh, yeah. Again, Kenny DeForest, you guys can follow him. You can check out his stuff online. He's been on a million podcasts. His website has all kinds of great information. And whenever things start happening again, you need to go out and uh, and visit Kenny at one of the live shows. Everybody who sees him uh, falls in love immediately. Lovable, hilarious guy. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Kenny, I'm curious, how long have you been in Los Angeles, man? I thought you were in New York. Oh, you know, I'm an elusive, I'm an elusive creature. You know what I mean? I like to, uh, I live in the wind, Chris. I yep. live where the wind blows. I could no tell with that, with that Joshua uh, Tree t-shirt on, I, I assumed that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. This is what happens. People, don't let people tell you that uh, psychedelic mushrooms don't have any side effects. You will end up uh, <laughs> just blowing around the country at some sort of weird uh, patternless motion. But uh, now I've been in LA for a year. For your last January, yeah. How's the transition been? I mean, you put in your, you got your chops built up in New York. Uh, you've, I mean, what I'm sure you did plenty of work in Chicago. Got started in Springfield. Are you enjoying the uh, the change of pace? And then I guess what's your, where are you regularly working in Los Angeles? That's really exciting. Well, the question, Chris, is not whether or not I enjoy Los Angeles. It's whether or not a lifetime of being told not to be a pussy will allow me to admit <laughs> that I love Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> 
the, the Ozarks boy in me, the Ozarks boy in me wants to be like, LA is too soft. I need, I need some, some hay to bail, you know, right. I need a, I need a, I need a cow to wrestle. Let's go but, beat up a guy with a mohawk. Yeah. Let's go beat up a guy that's different. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I love it so much. I just do hot yoga and drink juice and, uh, man, just been really trying to, um, rec- just reverse some of the damage that I did in my twenties to my body. And, um, you know, I don't drink anymore, which this is a great show for me to be on. It was really fun to watch your buddy mix a delicious cocktail. I felt like R Kelly watching a prom. Uh, <laughs> See, so. that's, that's the problem too. Like I, I have so many friends that are stand up comics and all you bastards get sober and get even way funnier. So there's no argument about fixing your life and, and cleaning up. But uh, hey, we're still happy here. Listen, my problem is not your problem. Enjoy your booze. It's a, I mean, listen, alcohol is one of the great uh, gifts to humanity. But uh, if you can see from my my red beard, uh, I'm a predisposed to go a little too hard in the paint. And uh, that's no one's problem but daddy's. That's, uh, that tends to happen. And uh, I, I bet I could find out some stories that uh, maybe aren't even appropriate for, uh, for Facebook Live and everything. With your no, mind. well, here's the thing. It, it doesn't help that um, when you start comedy for the first decade, you actually get paid exclusively in booths. It's uh, an interesting... It's interesting. Um, this is what happens when you don't have a union, you know, like in the NFL, they have the players union. They're like, Hey, we won't tolerate this anymore. But comedians were like, no, no, no unions. Those are, those are for cucks, etc." Yeah. Uh, and so we're just out here in the wild, wild west. And uh, everyone's like, Hey, wh- what about instead of cash, if we um, pay you in your biggest downfall? And we're all like, accept it. Would you, accept it. Would you have made it through the eighties with the, uh, with the cocaine payments? Yeah, I mean, but like, come on, at least at least with cocaine, you know what I mean? At least it's like you're helping me write more jokes. Thank you. Know? you. That, was the, that, was the, that was the point I was trying to get to, of course. Yeah, yes. booze, you're just, me, you're just getting me DUIs and, um, you know, wet bed sheets. And uh, that doesn't, you know, you can only write so many jokes about wet bed sheets. Yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I was just immortalized in a cartoon in a... Uh, in a pretense, a, a magazine asked me what uh, my like ultimate happy hour would be. And of course, we're around the same age, I think. Um, I dropped Phil Hartman, Michael Jordan, and Dolly Parton for, uh, for my four-person happy hour. I challenge okay. you. Uh, give me your four, man. And, and again- So I'm one of the four, so it's three, I'm, it's three people? You're, yeah, you're leading the charge, and you get to pick three others. And this is uh, maybe something we can come back to if you want to. Okay, um, I'm going- Willie Nelson, I'm going Rashid Wallace, and I'm going uh, Mitch Hedberg. That's a ty- that's a really good happy hour, man. Yeah, you- I see. But here's the thing: we're all smoking weed. That's the thing. We're just we're passing the blunt. That's what you, we're doing. You picked right, and that's uh, and that's to set yourself up for success. Uh, is, <laughs> you played some basketball growing up, right? Yeah, I did. Yep. 
who's the, who's the, and this happened to me. So I grew up in Farmington, Missouri. You get mingled in with uh, like real time talent. You play the St. Louis Eagles. You play some of these people. I saw a tweet and I can't remember your answer and you may just know off the top of your head, who's the most skilled or the uh, most famous, you could have two answers for this, person that's ever dunked on you or made you just absolutely their bitch. And probably AU things get a little wilder. During the varsity games, it's kind of more controlled. Your coach will scream at you if you do anything too wild. Yeah. Um, give me, give me the person who just emasculated you the most on a basketball. You want to know, so this is actually fun. You can, um, you can actually Google this. I got, I got owned so badly that the box score, the box score is immortalized (laughs) in in internet history. So in Springfield every year, they have the Bass Pro Tournament of Champions. It's a big deal. Um, it's it's always like the biggest high school player. I think Kevin Garnett played. I mean, it's like the, the list of alums is insane. Larry Hughes, uh, but the year that we played in it, uh, I, went, I went to Kickapoo down there in Springfield. And uh, if you'll remember, I was the year after that, like, all-time great Kickapoo team that was one of the when, best high school teams in the history of the you, world. They've been good. When did you graduate high school? Oh, four. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. You class had of 03 had uh, Anthony Tolliver, who's still in the NBA, uh, mm-hmm. and Spencer Laurie and Dave, all those guys, all those really – Crazy uh, good players. So we were the following year, and uh, we're in the tournament champions. And if you'll recall, there was a young man from Poplar Bluff named Tyler Hansborough. And that bastard, uh, that bastard got me once. Too. His nickname was Psycho T for those playing at home. And uh, he's six nine to seventy of just like Southeast Missouri boot heel like. All I rolled world. barrels of moonshine up a hill all day, every day. And, you know, I have to pick up a donkey by the haunches and just do that. Like he's got that weird farm strength where it, you don't even know where it comes from. And uh, yeah, man. So Roy Williams was there recruiting him, recruiting, or I guess watching him, scouting him, whatever. So it's like a packed uh, Missouri state at the time, SMSU arena. And right before the game, our coach is like, yo, so they got Tyler Hansborough, uh, Kenny, you're going to guard him. And uh, I want you to play behind him. And we're not going to help you because they have shooters on the perimeter. And I was like, oh, cool. This is good plan. <laughs> and so obviously Tyler knows that Roy Williams is there. So he is going to try to dunk every single play. And I remember one play in particular, he caught the ball in the post. I'm behind him as I was instructed and I'm just pushing on him. And he turned to the, he just like threw me out of the way and turned to the middle. And I was like, oh, I can't let this happen. So I seriously wrapped him up like this. And I like locked my hands. He jumped and just went through me and like broke my hands off of him. And then I grabbed again and he seriously took me off the ground with him. And he dunked it in my face and uh, like just crotch and it like, the way that you would animate an NBA jam to just humiliate somebody. It was just Horrific. like a murder scene. And, um, you know, so one of us went to North Carolina to play basketball. And uh, it he wasn't went on, me. How, how crazy is that? He was like 16 when he was a freshman in high school, and I was 17 as a senior. And we played against him. I was like, how does this math, how does this work out? Uh, mm-hmm. He went on to become the all-time leading scorer at University of North Carolina, and just to be and a younger brother that played in the NBA too. His brother might have been on that team that was toasting you yep. too. Ben Hansborough yeah. went to Notre Dame. 
crazy, uh, crazy family. I'm glad you can own that, though. I had uh, a guy by the name of Jimmy McKinney plaster his things oh, yeah. right, right there in an AAU tournament, and uh, he went on to star at the University of Missouri. But uh, Did you play for the one. San Luis Eagles? Hell no. Oh, I got smoked by – I was on the Mineral Area Flyers, pal. Let's not uh, – Mineral not, Area. Yes. <laughs> it is. It's very hardy area. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We were the, we were the, they're like, Hey, this is a college showcase. Uh, you know, you guys will get to play and everything. And then like maybe one person from like, um, Baker in Kansas is there to see one of our players. And, uh, we were just kind of the team that would get served up, who would give just enough fight to the Eagles uh, sure, in those kind of tournaments. You were, the, you were the Washington Generals to the Eagles. <laughs> right. There's a couple guys on the Generals. Like, you're not going to mess with that guy in a, at the rec center, but yeah. up against those players, it's, it's, there's not much to say. Are you still hooping in Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, when, it's, when, we're, when we're allowed to. Uh, yeah. I can't stop, dude. I'm, I'm a psych. It's like, especially now that I, without the booze, I have to do something. It's either like, you get that pent up energy. It's like, what are you going to do with it? So I have to, I have to hoop or do something. I got to know uh, who's out of the LA comics. And I, I don't know if you've been jumped into any, uh, comic crews. Uh, can anybody hang with you? I can't imagine many comics are anywhere close to being at, uh, at even a varsity high school player level. I think Adam Ray's played, but I don't know. I'm I haven't played with Adam yet. I heard he's good. Um, Ukarsh can play. I don't know if you remember the, uh, Oh, Sorry, I think my connection. Are you, can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, this guy, Ukarsh, is pretty good. Uh, there's a guy, Jason Burke, who played some college ball that's really good. My boy, Noah Garden Schwartz, who writes for uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, is uh, a good ball player. Rojo Perez. Oh, Rojo I know. Perez I've, I've had Rojo in here. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's a good player. Yeah, Rojo, Rojo can play, man. He's feisty. Feisty little, he's little Muggsy Bugs, man. You know, he gets out <laughs> there and throws, that, throws his body around. But, uh, yeah, there's some guys that can play. Calvin Evans is a he, he walked on at Illinois. I knew him from the Chicago days. He's out here now. So uh, Langston Kerman from Insecure. I'm just dropping everyone's credits. Dude, uh, Lang Langston. No, he's been. They've all been on the show. Langston's great, and I'm and he's a Chicago guy. So I'm uh, I'm happy to hear he's uh, he's decent though. But I yeah, guess yeah, it's fun. With uh, are you and your fiance both performing? Is are things going well as as far as like moving across country? being in in a crazy profession both of you and then i guess now that coming to a halt uh have you guys indulged each other creatively at home like what's how's the i've seen a few i've seen uh, you see taylor tomlinson and sam morell doing essentially their own fake reality show have you guys uh, jumped into anything fun uh no we want our relationship to last so uh <laughs> That's a, that's a veteran move. That's yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. We've we've chosen to keep our creative pursuits mostly separate for that reason, though. Seriously, I think yeah, it's it's too much. You know, relationships are are uh, you know they're they're work. It's hard. The relationships are hard, and if you add on to it trying to work together, especially in something creative with creativity, it's just uh, we've done a few things together, but for the most part, it's. It's just let's just um, let's keep our relationship in a good place, and we'll we'll figure the rest out. But um, you know, she's got her podcast, which has been going good. And uh, honestly, we moved into a new apartment the the weekend LA got put on quarantine. So like, we literally had to move into a new place and then shut the door. But you know, we've been slowly getting set up and um, getting the house put together and all that stuff. So we've we've had some stuff to keep us busy and. Um, I've just been writing a bunch of stuff and then 
uh, driving her crazy with, Hey, is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? So, are you, um, have you participated in any of the online shows? Uh, so I've seen plenty of people doing them. Um, we're, we're lucky to be pals with, uh, let's just keep dropping names. Alonzo Bowden. He's been, he performed a bunch at the laugh factory to an empty crowd, like for a virtual crowd. Have you jumped into any type of virtual stuff? Like I, I personally, I don't do stand up or anything like that, but we'll host, uh, we've hosted a roast thing. That works. Like it's like a fun joke thing. I just feel like stand up's so tough for you all to do without that uh, love right there in the room. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, I'm certainly not above it. I'm not like, I don't turn my nose up at it. I just haven't had as many opportunities. And then a couple of the shows I got booked on, they decided right beforehand, hey, let's just talk. Let's just make it a podcast or something sure. instead of. Stand up the time I did do it, it was uh, it was weird, you know what I mean? It was, but like I don't know, they had it. They had the crowd do this if they thought something was funny. So you know, you were at least getting something. some feedback. But uh, human connection, it is certainly not the same. That yeah. is for sure. So makes sense. Are you gonna? You don't do a podcast yourself, do you? No, which is stupid. Um, I've been trying so hard to figure out what the hell I want to do. I'm actually going to start one though. Um, Actually, very soon. I, I just ordered. I had to get a new uh, a new computer to. Uh, I have a shitty Chromebook. You can't really record audio to this thing. But uh, got that stimulus check, baby. So make it um, work, man. Make it work, and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, a proper laptop, and I've got this mic that I'm using here with you right now, and uh, it's actually probably gonna be its working title is the pivot, and it's gonna be about. Um, sort of being faced with disappointment in one dream and transitioning out of it. So uh, kind of using my experience coming out of basketball and being in a really unhealthy place and all the things that I've had to do to, because I think one of the biggest issues I've seen, I've seen a lot of my friends that grew up playing sports. You know, you think, you think about the guys that maybe don't get drafted or they get drafted and flame out and what that must be like. But I think it's interesting, like, Bro, I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. I never once thought I was going to the NBA, but it was still very hard for me. Like that didn't stop me from making sports my entire identity. And, you know, you have this thing that you do hours a day or, you know, if life stresses you out, I would just go shoot hoops. That was my outlet. You know, like Absolutely. If, 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 if life was was in a difficult place for me, I would go out in the driveway and shoot hoops for two, three hours, wear myself out. And that was a, a huge emotional outlet. And that's the part of people don't realize a lot of times and you know and i've obviously touched on the fact that i don't really party anymore and that's part of it too i, I love sports i had no outlet and then i was suddenly like a competitive drinker you know what i mean and that's not i think that happens a lot and it's it's good that you can work through it though yeah yeah you try to win parties and it, that's the best way to lose parties it turns out um <laughs> So, but yeah, I want to, I want to use that. And I think a lot of people have been through it. And I, 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 and I've also always wanted to talk about basketball in a way that would be interesting to people that aren't fans of the NBA or aren't fans of the game necessarily, but, yeah. but still use it as a jumping off point in a way that would be relatable for people that didn't play or have that experience. And I think we all go through really tough transitions in life and hearing people talk about it could be really helpful. And I just know too many people that went down dark paths after sports because they didn't there's no one talk. No one talks about it, and that's to me. That's what helps people get through things is to hear other people talk about it, and it makes you feel like you're not alone, and it makes you realize that oh, okay, I'm not crazy. This is just very normal. That when a thing you care about ends, you 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 almost have to mourn the thing, you know. 
Most people don't know how to do that, and most people are going to see somebody that's uh, physically larger or that has been excelling at something and be like, they're fine. So you you make a really, really good point, and uh, I think you should pursue it hard, man. I think that'd be Thanks, a great man. point. I think with podcasts, especially now, have a, have a point, have a meaning, have something, um, because that will definitely draw people in, and if it's got a good message... I think you got a rocket, man. So congrats on the yeah, idea. Thanks, Go man. with it, man. I think, I think that's what we're going to do. So once the once it comes, I think the first episode is just going to be me, since especially with quarantine, just kind of my story. I'll probably just kind of talk into the camera for, like, this is why I'm doing this podcast. This is kind Practice. of my thesis statement. Here's what I've been through. And then uh, start having guests from there. I think uh, I think that you're off to the to a great start. Don't interview your fiance. That's just relationship. Oh, that's going to be. Whew, don't do that. Uh, Kenny DeForest. Follow him on Twitter at Kenny DeForest. He'll keep you super entertained. Anything else we need to look out for, man? I don't know if you have anything virtual coming up or just see him when he comes to your town. Kenny was in St. Louis. He opened up. Uh, what was that? Uh, one of the opening weekends at Backdoor. It's a new club here. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah! Back to our comedy and events out there in uh, O'Fallon. That's right. Uh, which is boy, that's a wild country out there, my friend. I did not realize. Um, <laughs> it is really, hey, it I'm is really sorry. upsetting how much of this country thinks it's the South. It's just really like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, fuck off! I was supposed to be PG thirteen. Sorry. No, you're just, fine. But, but seriously, like, what are you talking about? <sighs> well. You know what? I'm proud of you for uh, for quarantining correctly, and I'm I'm glad that things are going well in Los Angeles. And uh, let's not make this the last time we talk, man. We'll have to stretch it out, do a longer conversation sometime. Really enjoyed it. Oh, I would love it, man. I love the Lou. Uh, always, always glad to see people holding it down. And uh, this was a good time. Thanks for having me, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely do it again. Shout out, Kristen, your yes. childhood friend that married one of my childhood friends. That's. The Childers. A wild connection. The Childers, man. They're out here. I love it. I love that. And that's that's Missouri. That's St. Louis. That's everything that, that always happens. So pleasure to meet you finally. People people have been telling me I need to meet you for years. So real quick before you go, I did just want to point out um, the uh, the diversity on today's show in beard length. Wow, look at this. This is, again, another <laughs> another version of shitty Mumford and Sons. Look at all of us go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Look at this. this is great. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Pat, Matt, Kenny, we'll see you in a bit, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Good to see you, man. See you guys. Later. Kenny, Kenny DeForest, at Kenny DeForest on Twitter. Super funny guy, and uh, and that has to be interesting. His uh, fiance is Sashir Zamata, was on uh, SNL for, for a while, and I can't imagine being in the same uh, house trying to work in the same business as as the person you're supposed to be the most close with. So shout out to those two for uh, for holding it down. Uh, Pat, Matt, I did point out the uh, the beard uh, connection between us. I'm sure you guys enjoyed Kenny, and uh, and we'll go see him the next time he's through. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, fun little fact with Kenny. So I actually had to text a friend of mine down in Springfield because I was like, man, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And then I see his face, I was like, Oh, Jesus Christ. So I went to school down there in the period of time that he's talking about and getting into college and everything like that. Yes. We hung out a bit in our both of our like dark places, if you will. I blew it. I didn't even yeah. tell I didn't even tell Kenny. 
So, like, well, that was the thing. I didn't want to like interrupt you or try and message or anything. It was no, really that's over, what like, we I, need. I want to hear yeah, what like, happened with you. What what yeah. windows did you break together? Oh man, that's the thing. I don't know for sure. Like, the, I had this moment where I was like, man, why do I know that name? Why do I know that name? And it was like, all of a sudden, I see his face, and it was like, oh shit, we got into trouble together. <laughs> That's hilarious. What a so, small world. Yeah, so, well, I'll, I'll have to message him and say, like, hey, we missed something. Yeah. We yeah, bring no, him so if he happens to still be on, Murr says hello. So Murr. Oh, you have a college yeah. name. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being honest about that because that's uh, that's really funny. I'm, I'm sorry that Kenny wasn't made aware of that. I Yeah, no, I, w- I, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you, man. It was just one of those where all of a sudden I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> man. What is, what does Mer mean? Thank you. Uh, so Mer is uh, it's my friend Mark, uh, Mark Archambo down in Springfield. He still lives down there, and he used to try and throw a bunch of like comedy shows and stuff like that. And that's I know how that's how him and Kenny knew each other, and how I got to know a lot of the Springfield comics and even some of the guys in St. Louis originally. And the whole Mer nickname, I don't even really remember where it originated from, but I if I could dig it up. I don't. I know I don't have it on this phone, but there's a great picture of him as a merman from one of our float trips, and it kind of stuck after that. So, wow. So your nickname wasn't Mer. Your no, no. Nickname. It was my friend Mark. That's why I was like Mer says hello. So okay. Yeah, Mer, I was. Yeah, boys, you just hang on one second. I've got a real special treat for you right now. He's back. Oh dear God, he's oh, back. I was here the whole time. I heard all that. Did you hear oh anything? my gosh. Yeah, Mer says hi, man. Yeah, that's crazy. What's up, Mur? <laughs> actually, Mur came from one of his jokes, and it was like, you ever get so drunk that the only thing you can say that's is That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Kenny oh, DeForest yeah. gets it. He's the he's the comeback guest of the year. Oh, my gosh. That was perfect. Yeah, it's, it's funny because you, you did look familiar to me as well, but, uh, you know, it's like we it's Missouri. You never know. You never then. know. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. Wow. <laughs> well, a dark, least, a dark, fun place. At least you two were like, time. yeah, I was going to say, at least you two were like that. Like, I would be so scared. I'd be like, oh, did that person like break a bottle over my head? Like, what's what happened here? We may uh, have. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. Well, shout out to Springfield Connections. We're the Craigslist Misconnections show of record. <laughs> <laughs> what's that burger place in Springfield? Oh, grad school. It's one of my favorite burgers I've ever had. Grad school is the best, man. Springfield's, uh, hey, listen, Springfield's, Springfield's a great little town, man. Good food, good people. I've enjoyed my know? time whenever I've visited there. What's the diner that Willie Nelson worked at? Oh, that's crazy that, that I don't Casper's? know that. I don't know. There's something. Casper's. Who, who yeah. knows? Kenny, wait, wait a stick on. I'm so happy that this connection was made, and I'm glad you two could be reunited for, for the Murr yeah, moment. Murr man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kenny, uh, we're going to roll tape of another drink you can't have. So uh, sit back and enjoy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take Good care. You, Matt. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're, today we're going to make uh, a mint julep style cocktail. Uh, instead of using mint, though, we're going to use uh, lemon balm, which is one of my favorite herbs. Um, so. Mint Julep is the cocktail of the Kentucky Derby, which was uh, supposed to take place this weekend in Louisville. Of course, that's not happening. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. I'm using a mixing glass here. Uh, I've got 
two nice uh, big pieces of ice, and then I'm going to take quite a few leaves here of lemon balm, put them in there, I'll use four. See how lemon balm even actually kind of looks like mint. I'm going to save our, our stems for a little project we'll do at the end. Um, and then I'm going to put half ounce of simple syrup. Put that right on top of the leaves with the ice. We're going to do a little stir before we put the whiskey in. This is going to start kind of bruising that lemon balm, uh, help express the, the oils and the aromatics from the herbs. Put down in there a little bit. All right, so we'll add two ounces of uh, the Barkeet Knob Creek. Then I'm gonna add a couple dashes of Angostura. Stir this up for about 30 seconds. So stirring with the um, ice cubes and the spoon, this is doing the same thing as uh, you would if you were to muddle the cocktail. All right, so that's about good. Pull out our glass here. Do a couple fresh ice cubes. Grab our cocktail strainer. Strain that over. And we're gonna give it a nice garnish. And there you have a Lemon balm julep. Lemon balm julep. Mamma mia. Hello. Wow. Matt, you never uh, cease to amaze me. Great work, sir. That looked delicious. Thanks. We're all uh, we're all sports fans. It's kind of uh, it's a bummer. We're missing all of these fun sporting events. You know. Pat, what are you missing the most sports-wise? Hockey. Just the smell of the ice. What like the literally hell? like I like when you walk into the arena and like you can just smell that fresh ice like that I'm dying, man. <laughs> I can't believe it's almost I mean, we're almost at a year since the Stanley Cup finals. Like where does time go? It's it's a vortex now, but it's a, a very strange thing that uh it's moved that quickly and I'm hoping we get to see some sort you guys uh you guys gonna buy in if uh, if they do the regional baseball or uh, playoffs for hockey? Do you think anything's gonna happen, sports wise? I, I think something's gonna happen for baseball. Um, every, you know, those players want to get paid. Those owners don't want to just lose that TV money. Right. Um, I, something's gonna happen. I'm I don't think I'm gonna see any games in person this year. I don't see. I think I'm going to see any concerts, bigger concerts this year. You know, maybe some smaller stuff at Off Broadway or some small local clubs. Hopefully, it can start happening. Um, you know, we normally uh, set up a couple cocktail bars at the Whitaker Music Festival, the Botanical Gardens. Like those are supposed to start in less than a month. I think. You know, I think those are probably out. Unfortunately, I haven't heard anything about it, but yeah. 
Well, I'm hoping for the best, and uh, these cocktails and these virtual parties are getting us through until then. So uh, funny you bring up Off-Broadway. He's a man who's uh, played Off-Broadway a million different times and uh, does quite a bit of work over there. The great John Henry joins us for our musical guest today. He's got a new album coming out. He's raising some money for, some, uh, for, for a wonderful cause. You know we're uh, all behind the mental health support. John Henry, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for jumping on. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> So, so subtle, so quiet. Uh, John Henry yeah. currently at home with his children, so we're going to play nice, and then we're going to close out the yeah. show with a, a new track from John that we're just going to play. Very kind of you to share that. John, before I start yapping my head off, can you give us the uh, lowdown on the new album, how people can help support it, and what you're supporting? Yeah, so uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, sound great, man. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so doing... Um, an album pre-order through Kickstarter. Um, and what we're doing this, uh, we're working with a, a organization called NAMI STL, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And so whatever we raise for our Kickstarter for the album, that gets matched and is donated to 100% to NAMI St. Louis. That's so whatever incredible. we raise, they get. So um, johnhenrymusic.net, there's a link right to it. That's awesome. We'll post that in the comments and share it on uh, our yeah. page as well. What uh, what pushed you to uh, to put this together? Did you uh, were you involved with NAMI before? Uh, what's the lead up to this, man? I wanted to do something a little bit different on this record um, in the way that we funded, and we had lost a band member to suicide a few years ago. So right. this was something that was a a big, um, you know, something that was really close to our hearts. So we wanted to do that and and um i one of our band members wives works with nami um had a contact there and what i liked is is that it was a local organization um in the sense of you know it could affect people that you and i know or people around here know so it's just it's nice when you when you have some contact with it and it's not some um not that there's anything wrong with an organization that you don't know but with this sure. it, was, it was just really it was great to to, to know that it's going to be helping people in our city so added bonus um and yeah. with the album itself just uh with the technical aspect and the physically being in places i know people can record solo and, and there's different ways to go about it had you already finished up whenever everything yeah kind of went south the last day that we were in the studio as a band was the day that um like the ncaa uh postponed march madness and then uh nhl filed like it, it was we're, we were getting alerts while we were finishing it up so we were lucky enough to get that finished but um we didn't get as much done um it was a weird it was a different process than normal for sure but we were lucky enough to get most of it done so uh where'd you record uh native sound on great. cherokee yeah had to be so. a great experience uh and this yeah is, yeah it's great i'm gonna i want to say how many albums is this for you now man um well i think i've done um, a lot, but I, I kind of mix it up between full-length records, EPs, and singles. And this is an EP; it's five songs. So I don't know. I've done probably like ten releases or something. I was gonna say you're a super busy guy. Um, you, I'm just you, gonna keep going until like everybody else stops, and then I'll like. <laughs> You'll be the last I'm man gonna, standing. I'm just gonna outlast everybody that I started doing it with, and then maybe I'll. That's. I think that's a perfect plan. Um, you also are uh, the founder, and you run Open Highway Music Festival, yep. Snow Tire Music Festival. 
Um, you don't, you know, if it's something you don't want to get into, let's just move on. But oh, no. what, what's no, your, no, for sure. what's your setting right now? Hmm. I mean, I know the folks, uh, that are even in the fall are kind of going, I don't know. Open yeah. highway is such a great festival too. So I, I don't know yeah. what's, what are you looking at right now? I think, um, yeah, it, it's, first of all, I mean, I try to keep a, keep a perspective in that a lot of people have it worse than we do. Um, sure. That being said, we have, oh, here they come. Uh, the, uh, hang on, you guys want to say hi? Get them in here. What's up, fellas? Say hi. Hi, say hi. how's it going? So the biggest one gets a, an extra frozen play. If he's good, here, sit on him. Sit on my lap. Here, come here. Come here. Come Bring here. him on in. Come here. Let's say hello. Yeah, look. All right. So um, we're just not working right now. Guys. So we're not working right now. Um, I mean, I'm working, but we're just not getting paid. We're, we're taking all the stuff that we had booked and we're moving it to a different time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it is what it is. I mean, the, the festival, I think it was the best booking we'd ever done. We were going to be going outside, it looked like again, but what are you going to do? Yeah, so, you have to shift and, and keep moving everybody's forward. Everybody's being fed. Yeah, and I, I try not to complain too much because we're lucky enough where we're going to be able to reschedule a lot of the dates. And, um, you know, doing the best that we can. You want to come here? Yeah. Yeah. My friend Chris. My Let's friend say Chris hi. Yeah, yeah, come here. Who do we have here? On my lap? This is Jude. Oh, they're getting their own chairs. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's just kind of a bummer. And, I, you know, it, and then we're following the, the, the standards, the guidelines that everyone's setting up. But it, it seems like it shifts. So, like, the state opens. But... The city doesn't open, and then we'll be dealing with a reduced capacity, obviously. So then, what do you do? You know. So, yeah. Um, it's just it's an unfortunate thing, but we're just trying to do the best we can and keep it so that we are um, staying positive and try not to get anybody sick. You know. So. Well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, all those dates do work out, and uh, hey, maybe yeah. something crazy will happen, and uh, it will be safe to uh, come out. It won't just be a knee-jerk reaction, thinking somebody's trying to take yeah. your toys away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like. I mean, it's um, everybody's in this together, and we're just the the majority of the bands that we work with and the agents that we work with have been have been cool in the sense of they know um, that <laughs> we're all in this together. So there's the angle. What's up, fellas? Yeah, say hi. <laughs> we're off the we're in uncharted territory here, right, boys? Watch your head. How long? Uh, um, how long before they're picking up instruments and your uh, and they're your backing band? Do yeah? Do we like to play music, guys? Yeah, they're. No, we have to play baseball. They like to play baseball now, so that's oh, been great too. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, I like getting to yeah, know them. We, yeah, we got a little studio in the basement, so we all practice. Yeah, it's, it's a tape. They just found a tape. I had to explain what this is. I was gonna say they don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going through oh, a harmonica. What's the last? Tape. Yeah. And maybe you were a late uh, defector. What's the last cassette tape you purchased? Did you do the CD switch over? Like, I remember it was a hard line in my house. My dad was like, do not come home with another uh, cassette tape. We're, we're a CD family. Now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I was just thinking the other day, because I still like to listen to CDs now, even. Um, so, and I still burn mixed CDs. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like, I don't like having my phone plugged in anything. Yeah. Like while I'm driving. Uh, that's just my thing. Um, I get made fun of, but... Um, I also really remember I I like the um, 
do you remember the CD with the, the, the CD two cassette adapter? Oh, that was the cleanest sound in audio. Was, uh, Matt, you're the, the producer. Best. Can you speak to that? Yeah. I loved it so much. It was so good. So it, yeah. And it was, and it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was the way to go. I like that. Um, you know, and I, I still do CDs. I like vinyl, but um, last tape I bought, I don't know. I remember I had Dookie from Green Day. That was one of my favorite ones, and it was the blue tape. The blue tape. It was, yes. it was reprise the, the blue inside, so that was cool. That was the that was about the time too. I want to say the last tape I got was one of the Offspring uh, cassette yeah. tapes around that same time. So you can't go wrong there. I don't think. I mean, I still. <laughs> You can't. I know you've got the family. Uh, yeah. I know you got the family. Uh, say hello to the boys. We're gonna say yeah, they're being good. They're they're being really well behaved right now. Thanks, yeah, guys. they're playing around. They know that uh, virtual yeah. happy hour is very serious. Whenever dad yeah, goes, daddy's got to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where can people again? Work. One more time, find the way to <laughs> donate. And we're gonna play a song off the new album after we go back and say bye to Matt and Pat. But real quick, okay. when we say bye to you, John, again, how do people support? Where do they go? Uh, johnhenrymusic.net and uh, the record's going to be coming out as soon as we're able to play shows so tentatively July 17th I love that, I hope it happens man John, thanks so All much right. for coming on we'll play thank that song to, to close out All the right. show take, take care, care. Good seeing you. see you buddy alright, see you guys, thank you jo John Henry, joining the show John Henry, uh, he's a wonderful guy works super hard, he's put together that Open Highway Music Festival is. Uh, it, I'll say it's a hidden gem, it's, it's a capacity every year but enough people don't know about that so follow it online and then whenever it does come back Go to it. You'll be super happy. Matt, I'm sure you know all about it. I definitely. Uh, that's a, a, I attend one of at least one of those shows every, every year. I can't do mul a lot of multiple nights, but just because of uh, normal work stuff. But he's, he, he's great. I, uh, I have a feeling he's been behind a lot of great musicians that I love coming to this town for a long time. Um, so, Shout out to John and Steve over at Off Broadway for sure. Uh, Pat, what was uh, John's nickname in college? <laughs> I don't got that one, but he did used to play a bar I worked at a whole bunch, so you know we got that. <laughs> I I knew John at uh, in Columbia. He worked at uh, an, a music cafe, and I got to know him. We uh, he he put together a, a festival with another friend of mine, and so, so I've known John a long time. You won't be doing yourself. Uh, you would be doing yourself a disservice to not tune into his stuff, go to his events and all that. So what a great cause. And uh, we're going to close out the show with a new track from the album. Uh, anything before we head out, guys? Again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We do virtual happy hour every week. Tomorrow we've got uh, George Remus trivia. You know who our guest is? Ryan Cabrera. <laughs> that Ryan Cabrera is joining us for King of the Bootleggers trivia. Uh, and you can, uh, you can sip some Remus and uh, play trivia along with us. We're honoring and cheersing Dallas tomorrow and uh, I might have another special thing happening with that but big shout out to them for making those happen and we've got a lot of cool stuff going on here we are live and love and bar keeps uh, work ethic you guys got to support silver uh, silver linings and Matt what else do we need to know we've got some uh, Cinco de Mayo margaritas up for sale in the online store those are going to sell out here pretty, pretty soon they're a lot to so Jump on that if you want margaritas delivered to your house on Cinco de Mayo. Thousand percent. I'm in. Pat, uh, next week, do we switch back to character? 
Um, you know, I haven't necessarily mastered one just yet, but uh, there's I, I I'll, I'll put it in the uh, ether right now and say that I am working that sock puppet theater idea, and uh, I'll, I'll just like I, now that I put it out there, I definitely have to work on it a little bit harder. So, okay. We'll make yeah. that happen. Uh, guys, <laughs> for Pat and Matt of Barkeep, huge thank you to Kenny DeForest for coming on. We're going to close out. Stick around. We're going to play a new track off of John Henry's uh, upcoming album. Again, you can go to uh, John Henry's Facebook or his website, and uh, anything that you donate is going to be matched 100% to local NAMI, which uh, helps out with uh, mental health awareness and uh what a great cause. Guys, thank you to producer Matt. Thank you to everybody for commenting. Stick around. Enjoy this track from John Henry. <laughs>